Because you're right, we all do have some sort of trauma in our lives. Nobody escapes trauma. And so it's not a matter of settling after that. It's a matter of, okay, this happened. Now, who do I want to be? Now, what do I want to create? Right? Where is, where is my role in all of this? Connection is at the heart of Seek the Joy podcast. And over the last two years through this series, Lessons In, we've had incredible conversations that focus on the moments in our lives that shape us. From exploring conversations around resiliency, self-love, finding our path, forgiveness, shifting our mindset, and so much more, this series continues to explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we can create through sharing our reflections. It's an incredible, open, and honest look at the moments in our lives that impact us, inspire us, bring us together, and build greater connection. Every episode, including the one you're going to hear today, features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, and get you thinking about the moments in your life and the lessons that they've taught you. Every moment spent in connection changes who we are for the better, so let's dive right back in. Welcome back to another episode of Lessons In from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Welcome to our first Lessons In episode of 2022. Can you believe that we have been doing this series on the podcast for over two years? I think the first episode aired like February 1st or something of 2020. So it felt like it was time to bring about, bring about, bring on, record, I don't know, a new intro for this series. So that's what you just heard. Uh, Always open to feedback. Hopefully you liked it. But I'm excited for today's new episode because I'm joined by Krista St. Germain, and she's a master certified life coach, grief expert, widow mom, and host of the Widowed Mom podcast. And you're going to hear her story in today's new episode, but when her husband was killed by a drunk driver in 2016, her life was completely and unexpectedly flipped upside down. And after therapy really helped her move through that experience. She discovered life coaching, post-traumatic growth, and learned the tools that she really needed to move forward and create a future that she could get excited about again. And so now she coaches and teaches other widows so they can love life again too. So Krista joins us today to share a lesson that she's learned about post-traumatic growth. She breaks down what it actually means and how post-traumatic growth applies to everyday people and the traumas that we face. We talk about the five areas in which we can experience post-traumatic growth, and plus we dive into the truth about trauma, how and why growth is always an option for us, and what has surprised Krista the most about this work. And, of course, we had to talk about the joy that she's found. Krista's reflections, her honesty and vulnerability will just absolutely leave you feeling inspired and remind you that growth can be on the other side of trauma and loss and heartbreak and disappointment if we let it. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. 
I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. Over the last year, over the last two years, I have found it to be incredible, incredible and incredibly healing, I should say, to have conversations that touch on grief and loss and what we can learn from it, the joy that can come from it, the growth that can come from it. We all experience loss and disappointment and hurt and grieve in our own ways. And so to share these conversations and tools that ultimately can help us and um, build connection and bridges and areas where there may not already be, I think is just so powerful. So Krista, thank you so much for this conversation and for everything that you shared. And as always, I can't wait to hear what you think. So make sure to join the conversation, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Follow, subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever it is that you're tuning in. And without further ado, let's dive into this one. Lessons in the gift really of post-traumatic growth with Krista St. Germain. So much of your work I know is really about post-traumatic growth and this idea that growth and beautiful, beautiful things are possible for us after trauma, after great loss. And so to start, I would just love to dive into when did you discover this work? I know it, it stems from a really personal experience with, with grief and loss. Yeah, I discovered it not on purpose, really. Um, I was 40 and happy and married and life Mm -hmm. was going according to plan. And then one day it wasn't. And my husband and I had been, we actually on a volunteer trip for a a group that I've been working with for 20 years. And we were on the way back from the trip and I had a flat tire pulled over. He pulled behind me. We'd driven separately and he was trying to get access to the tire to change my tire. And a driver that we later found out had meth and alcohol in his system did not see us. And we were on the interstate. So, you know, 75, 80 miles per hour. And he just crashed right into the back of Hugo's Durango and trapped him in between his car and my car. And, Mm. you know, within 24 hours, all the things that I thought were in front of me just felt like they had just been ripped away. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately went back to therapy. Great therapist helped me get back to functioning, helped me get back to, you know, working and get me to that place, which, you know, everybody's telling you, oh, you're so strong and you're doing amazing. And uh, I wasn't feeling amazing. 
I wasn't feeling amazing at all. And that's when I started trying to figure it out for myself. And I found a coaching program and I started reading all the things that I could read and trying to educate myself. And that's kind of when I first came across the idea of post-traumatic growth. I had never heard that term Mm -hmm. before. So it was really just the school of hard knocks and, and not being willing to believe that the little voice in the back of my head that was saying, you know, you should probably just count your blessings because it's never really going to be as good as it was. You should probably just get used to that. I didn't really want to believe that. And, um, it was, it was all that work that I had to do to, to get to the place where I experienced life again, as I wanted it Mm -hmm. that got me here. And it was just really powerful for me. And I think, you know, that's how most of us get into professions like this, right. Where we have our own transformation and, and we just, go, ah, everybody needs to have these tools. I gotta, I gotta spread the word. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I ended up doing was to then becoming a coach and, you know, quitting my own job. And here we are five and a half years later. And that's what I do full time. Wow. I mean, this obviously goes without saying what an unimaginable loss, you know, and it's so interesting because we all experience some element of trauma in our lives, but it's always unexpected. At least it feels unexpected in the moment, no matter how it appears. And when you're in the depths of that trauma, of that loss, of that grief, when someone says to you, oh, you're so strong or you're doing so well. And you're like, "Mm, I'm not, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. And I'm sure you would hear this all the time. Like this idea of trying to get used to this new normal like new normal for yourself. Yeah, exactly what you just did. And I I'm curious what your thoughts are on that because for me, I've noticed it's not so much about adjusting to a new normal, but using where I am right now as sort of the, the jet fuel to the next of not accepting necessarily like, Oh, okay. This is just how it's going to be, but seeing it as, as a little bit more. So I'm curious if we could talk a little bit about that because this idea of new normal, I think for so many of us is exactly what you just did. It sounds gross and it feels gross and I'm not into it. Yeah. I think it's well-intended, right? I think, I think when people started using that phrase, it was meant to say, Hey, look, you know, it's, it's not that your life is forever doomed. It's just going to be a new kind of normal. And how we've received that and kind of interpreted it is resignation. You have to, you know, Mm -hmm. you're just going to resign yourself to a life that's less than what you actually want. Um, And that's what's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me is the idea that, you know, because you're right, we all do have some sort of trauma in our lives. Nobody escapes trauma. And so it's not a matter of settling after that. It's a matter of, okay, this happened. Now, who do I want to be? Now, what do I want to create, right? Where is, where is my role in all of this? I love what you just said. What do I want to create? What do I want to do? Where do I want to go next from where I am? And of course, there's this period of time and you spoke to it so beautifully before about where you were just trying to get back to functioning, right? So I'm sure this idea of growth after trauma has to take place after you get back to a place of functioning. Like we're not telling people like, oh yeah, you've experienced this intense trauma, this loss, this grief, whatever it is. Oh, but now let's let's focus on growth. I'm sure there's got to be this extensive period, right? Where we're just trying to... Uh, eat again, brush our teeth, get out of bed, leave the house, all the things. Yeah. And when somebody, if you're still in that period where you're not back to functioning yet, if somebody tells you, you can grow from your grief, you, you want to hit them, punch them in the throat <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you're just like, what are you even yeah. talking about? So yeah, for sure. I think, and that's kind of where I got stuck where though. And I think a lot of people get stuck is I call it 
a grief plateau. It's mm. where we're, we're kind of past that acute grief, right? The early stages. And I don't mean that necessarily in the timeline sense. I just mean that, you know, we're, we're out of bed. We're not, you know, if we wanted to return to work, we could, we are being told we're strong because from the outside, it looks like we're accomplishing all the things, mm-hmm. right? So we're kind of past that initial shock, but yet we'd still feel maybe hollow or robotic or empty. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's like, okay, now what if it, cause this can't be, this can't be it. No. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone is hearing, let's say they're in that space that you just mentioned of just trying to get back to functioning, but they're, they also feel like they're kind of ready to start to see um, maybe growth or potential for them you know, for themselves, where's a really good place to start? What do you share with people who, you know, might be in a space where like, okay, maybe, maybe I can see life continuing, or maybe I can see possibility for myself. And I'm starting to move, you know, towards that space. Yeah. I'm always just trying to help people figure out where they're blocked from doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. So what's in the way and it's different things for different people. So sometimes it's, you know, maybe they don't, they haven't given themselves permission to feel happy again. Mm. Right. And maybe when they go to feel happy or they experience moments of happiness, then all of a sudden they're feeling guilty. And so maybe that's, that's part of the work, or maybe they associate the happiness or joy that they once had with something outside of them. Right. So it's really easy. If you've, if you've been in a relationship, like I was that you experienced a lot of joy and not a lot of friction. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just a really easy relationship for me to be in. It was really easy for me to attribute my own happiness and satisfaction with life to him. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot. And so I think, you know, when that happens, we've got to go back and, and really do the work to realize that as wonderful as they were, you know, happiness and satisfaction with life is always something that we create internally. And we have to kind of own that we created it before so that we can see that we're capable of creating it again. Mm. Because as long as we think it's something that happened to us, right, we won't feel empowered to create it again. And so sometimes that's the work that has to be done. And then sometimes there's just a whole bunch of limiting beliefs in the way, right? A whole bunch of beliefs of, you know, we don't deserve it or we're too old or, you know, there's all kinds of things, right? So I'm always trying to help people look for those Mm. too. Mm. So it's about sourcing out your limiting beliefs, but then also, taking an element of ownership over your own experience, it kind of sounds like. So if you attach happiness or satisfaction or joy to another person, it's about recognizing for yourself, hey, I I can actually create this from within. I love what you said. So it's about that element of ownership. And then also, you know, starting to understand those limiting beliefs so you can kind of tackle them head on. I know you talk so much in your work that growth is always an option for us. It's something that is on the other side. And I think this is such a refreshing outlook because we talk, I think a lot in society about post-traumatic stress, but we don't talk a lot about post-traumatic growth. And you mentioned it was sort of like, obviously by accident that you discovered this work for yourself. Um, why is growth always an option for us. I'm sure there's so many people listening to me like, uh, what do you mean? Growth is possible for me after this hard experience. So why is growth always an option for us? Yeah. When, when you think about where growth comes from, right. It's again, it's just like joy or satisfaction or any of that. It's something that we get to create for ourselves. So there's nothing that can be, you know, 
lots of things can happen to us, mm-hmm. right? And we might decide that those things are terrible, but that still never takes away our ability to choose what we want and who we are and, and what we want to do with our life experience. And that's the foundation for growth, right? So that's why it's always possible because it's a choice we get to make for ourselves. And there's nothing that can happen outside of us that takes our ability to choose away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious too, if it's about a perspective shift of realizing that our lives can actually improve, that we can create the life that we're looking for because of what we experienced, as opposed to in spite of it. Um, as you were talking, I just kept thinking, God it has to be a perspective shift, right? Away from seeing it as a hindrance, but more so as a building block. That's why I experienced the, yeah. just even the phrase post-traumatic growth. I remember it just, I was just like, you know, one of those, the record scratches moments. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what did you just say? Wait, what, what? Mm-hmm. Because my perspective prior to that was that, okay, you know, traumatic things happen, but what we're supposed to do after a traumatic thing, you know, is just try to get ourselves back to where we were. Like that was my goal was just like, okay, get back to where you were before. Right. right. Because I had no idea. And I don't think really anybody did until post-traumatic growth came along and said, Hey, this is possible that, you know, you actually could take a traumatic experience and use it as leverage, right? Use Mm -hmm. it as the raw material for figuring out what do I value? Who do I want to be? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? Like, what do I want to do with my life? What do I, what's the, what's really important to me, right? And then come out on the other side of that, living more aligned with your values and therefore more satisfied Mm. than you were before. And that was just like, Mind yeah, like blown. major light bulb moment. I, right. I love what you just said too about living more aligned with your values. Yeah. It's a that sort of phrase has been something that's been coming up a lot in my life, especially in moments um, where I am like pushing myself to do something brand new or different or respond differently. And and something my therapist and I keep talking about is, well, does this action, this moment, does this align with your values? And so if your values are to um, spend time with your family, to um, feel joy in a moment, to have a good time, to put your hands up on that roller coaster, right? Whatever it might be, that means you're doing things, you're pushing yourself, you're making the decision to experience life in, you know, in a way that maybe didn't feel possible after trauma, after grief, after loss. And so I love what you just said. It's about living aligned with your values and that can mean anything. But what struck me was this idea of continuing to uh, live your life, right? And to build on relationships and form new ones um, if that is something that is important to you. And part of that is allowing yourself um to have those experiences and, and to believe that it's not just about that homeostasis, about that normal. It's about moving to the next level, building on it. Yeah. Because there's, you know, that you're still the creator of your one precious life, Mm -hmm. right? No matter what thing happens to you, you're still the one that gets to decide that never goes away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That level of ownership. Yeah. And making those choices for yourself. I'm curious, are there different areas in our lives that we can experience growth or, or this post-traumatic growth that you've seen? Are there different areas where it's concentrated for people? Yeah, I think, you know, certainly deeper relationships, right? So more authentic relationships. I know what happened for me is um, <laughs> it's interesting after someone dies, you kind of you kind of see who's really going to be there for you and who mm-hmm. you want to spend your time with. And um 
that became really clear to me. And so I was able to let go of some relationships that maybe I was holding on to that weren't really ones I wanted to be in. And then I was able to deepen relationships that really did matter to me. Um, just overall satisfaction. I think for me, part of that was career, obviously, right? Like there's nothing like a, a death that's near to you that makes you go, Oh, wow. Okay. Life is shorter than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. uh, am I, am I, you know, and you just kind of look around and do inventory and all the things, am I living the way that I want to live? Am I spending my day the way that I want to spend it? Not that there was anything wrong with the job that I had. It was a lovely company and I loved all the people there, but it wasn't really the mark I wanted to make on the world. Right. So we can get really clear on that. Like what do I want my contribution to make? Um, oftentimes people experience a much deeper spiritual connection yeah. after um, a loss. And they and and sometimes it's because I think it, it makes you question everything, all those beliefs that you were probably just walking through life with mm -hmm. and you had never really questioned, makes you question all of them, right? Totally. And it gives totally. you the opportunity to totally decide with like conviction uh, what you want to believe and what's right for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and I think you, you see yourself as, or you have the potential of seeing yourself as so much more resilient and capable mm -hmm. than you ever did before, because it's like, wow, you know, if I can survive this, uh, if, if feelings really can't kill me mm -hmm. and I have felt all the really, you know, icky feelings, like what else is possible? Yeah. And, and your whole yeah. idea of what's possible just can open up for you. Mm -hmm. mm. Because you're so right. I mean, when you really go through it, like you're experiencing those deep, difficult emotions, the ones where you feel at times, am I going to, am I going to come out of this? A am I going to be okay? And then you, yeah. you do, you do emerge yeah. on the other side of that. There is an increased, I think, sense of, um, inner strength, inner trust, inner knowing, which coincides so beautifully with that deeper sense of spirituality that you were speaking to. Yeah. And I think this element of relationships is really interesting as well, because when you do experience loss, um, it, there's almost like an evaluation period that happens like in every element of your life. Um, when my grandpa passed away last year, my grandmother passed away, um, in the summer of 2021. And there was just whole sort of like evaluation I went through in my mind of my career, of my relationships, where I was living, what I was doing, how I was talking to myself, the future I wanted. I mean, you really, you really start to go deep within yourself. And there are areas I think, um, that emerged that maybe you didn't even think about before that suddenly yeah. become important to you. Um, so it's interesting, this whole evaluation that takes place and I can see how it so beautifully um, intertwines itself with this element of growth because it's through allowing yourself, to, I think, to survey your whole life that you recognize, oh, these are the areas I can grow in. I want to grow in. I see um, potential for myself. And it's, it's really an interesting experience. Yeah, it's kind of like, I like to think about it as like, you know, you had this building that you built, right? This mm -hmm. life that you built and the whole building just crashed down. Yeah. And so now you have the opportunity to really rebuild it. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're going to build something that's a lot different than what you had before. Maybe you're going to build, you know, something quite similar to what you had before. I don't know, but it's really the chance to kind of be the architect and be the designer of that and thoughtfully consider yeah. from this new vantage point, how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. It's really looking at how do you want to build from where you are right now? Yeah. Is there anything about your journey or just working with this concept of post-traumatic growth that has surprised you? Is there anything about all this that has surprised you? Because I think, um, I mean, I have my thoughts, but 
I'm curious what your what what has maybe surprised you the most about this element of growth. Well, you know, I think one of the things I don't know that it surprises me so much as it it's like I go through a phase where I'm surprised by it and then I normalize it and then I'm completely surprised by it again. Mm-hmm. Which is which is just this idea that, you know, I'm kind of always living on this growth edge, right? And this is just for myself, but I also see it happen with everyone that I coach too, where you think that when you go to grow, it's not going to be so hard. It's not going to be so scary. And right. And then Mm -hmm. you set this new site or vision for your life or something that you want. And then every single time you are bumping up against the edge of, of your own self-concept and you know, your, your primitive fear brain. And it's just always, (laughs) feels so much more miserable mm-hmm. than you think growth is going to feel. Growth sounds like it would feel good. And it no. doesn't. No, it just doesn't. And so, yeah, I, that part has been, I guess, surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it continues. So I'll go, I'll go through something. I'll, you know, create something new. This is, I've seen this happen a lot with my own business, right. And creating, creating what I do and I'll create something and then I'll push, you know, through the ick and let it feel terrible and then it gets better and then I get bored and then I decide that I want to grow again. And then it starts all over and it just mm-hmm. never ends. Mm-hmm. But I kind of love that, right? Because um, it's always showing me my next level of work, my next opportunity. Yeah. What, what surprises you? Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing because it's when you start to come up against those barriers, that edge of that comfort zone. And every time you think you've hit the edge, there's another edge. And so I, when I was preparing and thinking about this conversation, that's something I kept thinking about with growth is that every time it's like a video game, every time you think you've gotten to the next level, there's actually another level to get to. And it's really uncomfortable. There's a lot of like shedding and purging and realizing new things about yourself and things that were surprising. But I think what has also really surprised me about growth is it can sometimes be lonely. Like growth can be really lonely because when you're making a choice, I think, um, it's not only about bettering yourself, but it's, but it's really about learning about yourself. And when you make this decision to dive in deeper, um, and you're no longer really at a superficial or any level that you've been at with yourself, it can become very lonely because your relationships can change that where you are in the world can change your job, et cetera. Um, so for me, that's been surprising too, is like, this can be a really lonely journey sometimes. Nobody's going to be able to see this, but this is a soul collage card that I did. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh. And, and it's a picture of, you know, a school of goldfish swimming in one direction mm-hmm. and a little blue fish swimming in the other direction. And it's, it's exact, what you said is, has been so true for me that mm. it's exactly that whenever we, you know, push away from the crowd or, you know, dig in and learn something new or pursue our own path. Yeah. That's exactly what what I did that card for is, Mm -hmm. is for that exact same thing. I totally relate to that. Yeah. And and it's interesting because that soul blue fish in that card, um, I'm sure in those moments is also feeling like they're, they're standing out. They don't blend in, they don't fit in. And that also, I think can exasperate, it make exacerbate those feelings of feeling really lonely. Like 
you know, I, I'm, I'm changing so much. I'm learning so much about myself, but the truth is, is yeah, it feels super lonely, but on the other side of it, you're more likely to find new people, new experiences, a deeper self-trust with it, with you, which I think so much of this work of post-traumatic growth is it's about developing that element of trust with yourself to know that you can build on your life, to know there's more out there. There are greater possibilities. Um, because so often I think we receive messages in society of that really crappy thing happened. You've experienced that trauma. You've experienced that loss. You're kind of just going to sit in it for the rest of your life. And then it goes back to what you were saying earlier. The minute you choose something different, you can feel really guilty about that. So it's about, I think, acknowledging those feelings, recognizing they're not always true. It's, it's a whole process. It's a whole thing. I'm always curious about the joy that people find in their journey. Um, what are some things that are bringing you joy right now? This will air at the beginning sometime of 2022. So you and I are recording at the end of 2021, but curious about the role, I guess, maybe of joy in this journey for you um, with, with, with growth and, and sharing it with others as well. That's the part I, I definitely, if I look back, you know, five and a half years ago when Hugo died, I don't think I would have imagined feeling joy for the reasons that I feel joy right now. Of course, it might've been hard to even imagine mm -hmm. feeling joy, um, but I feel so much joy in just what I get to do for a living, right? It, and yeah. it wasn't, again, nothing against the career that I had before, um, but I, I genuinely love waking up and getting to come into my office and work with the people I work with and, and do the work that I do. And so there's, there's just joy everywhere. And it's crazy how money has followed the joy, mm -hmm. right? Like when I've been willing to just go to that and like be pulled by what I want my, my purpose to be, um, <laughs> abundance has followed. And that's been fantastic. I think I'm also, um, my kids are a big source of joy for mm -hmm. me. My daughter is in her senior year of high school oh, wow. and my son is a freshman. I know it's going so fast. And, um, you know, Hugo's death really brought me that perspective of really wanting to be present for them and, and gave me that appreciation for the little things. And so it's being present with them and it's the little things that I feel more joy now around than I, that I never felt before or never mm -hmm. really, it's probably not that I didn't feel it, I just moved by it so quickly. I was just kind of going through the motions, mm -hmm. you know, and now yeah. I, I value that more. Yeah. That deeper level of appreciation yeah, that I think totally. sometimes we can only get from these experiences yeah. and only begin to recognize. Yeah. yeah. And I also, I'll just add one thing too, because I struggled with this in the beginning. I think I really thought that I was going to have to not be sad about losing him. I was going to have to be grateful. Mm in order to move forward and be happy again. And one of the most helpful things for me was just this realization that I could still be sad and I could still miss him. And I could also feel joy, mm -hmm. right? That all of that can coexist. And it took me a while to really get that. Mm. And so letting the negative exist and not diminish the positive or prevent the positive is just a balance that's available to all of us. And yeah, I'm really mm. glad I figured that out. I, I think that's a really powerful 
message because often we feel like we can't hold both sets of emotions at the same time. And something we talk a lot about on this podcast, and it's been a huge theme in my life over the last few years is this ability to hold our joy, our hope, our inspiration, our faith, our excitement, love at the same time as hurt, disappointment, grief, loss, anger, et cetera. Yes. Because yes. when we have the ability to hold them at the same time, we are really allowing ourselves to fully experience this life experience. When you shut yourself off from one emotion, you shut yourself off from the other. And so the ability to hold both is such a gift. It can be really painful. It can be really hard, uh, but it is such a gift to really be yeah. able to do both. And it's both. really human. And that's really beautiful. human. That is, yep, yeah, it is so human. Krista, this has been so wonderful. I'm so grateful to connect with you and share your work because like I said, we talk about, post-traumatic stress, but not post-traumatic growth. And this idea that um, it is possible to really grow in the aftermath of something really challenging and really difficult. So please share with everyone where they can find you, connect, learn more. I know you have a podcast and a program and um, all of the good things. Yeah. So um, yeah, obviously people who listen to you are podcasters. So, you know, the widowed mom (laughs) podcast is my podcast. And even though I only work with widowed moms, I try to make the podcast a little bit more broad. Right. And so for people who are interested in grief or um, loss or, you know, growth after loss, definitely check out the podcast. And then if somebody actually is a widowed mom and wants to connect, then coachingwithkrista.com is the best way to do that. All my social links are, are there as well. Perfect. Everything is going to go in the show notes. We'll make it so easy for everyone to connect with you and learn more. And just thank you again. I'm excited to share this one. This was an awesome conversation. Totally my pleasure, Sydney. Thanks for having me. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.